Ukraine's Minister of Digital Transformation tells the Associated Press in the war of technology, Ukraine will out-innovate Russia in the end. Increasingly, countries around the world are seeing technology gives a clear advantage both on and off the battlefield. You're listening to 91.7 WVXU on NPR One. I'm Ann Thompson with Focus on Technology. Ukraine's so-called drone army is real. BBC correspondent Joe Tidy saw it for himself. On the outskirts of Kyiv, the latest group of drone pilots are being trained for the front line. The location is being kept a secret, but instructor Slava is teaching recruits how to use these small drones to spot signs of enemy troops and help guide artillery attacks. Kyiv raised hundreds of millions of dollars to fund the drone army, complete with 10,000 trained drone pilots. Voice of America reports the drones are small unmanned aerial vehicles used for intelligence, battlefield surveillance and reconnaissance. There are also strike drones that can fly up to six miles to hit their targets. Technology has been a key part of Ukraine's strategy to beat Russia. In an article for the Council on Foreign Relations, former Google chair Eric Schmidt points out, after Russia invaded, Ukraine uploaded all its critical data to the cloud to safeguard it and keep the country functioning. It also repurposed its government mobile app so citizens could upload pictures and videos of Russian military units. Council on Foreign Relations Research Fellow Lauren Kahn says being creative with technology is a good strategy for Ukraine because the country has been willing to use it in ways that hadn't been seen before and be a little bit less cautious or precious or using them um, in limited capacities. So I thought that was very impressive and I think largely was why it contributed to the successful use of these. They're thinking about it holistically and not kind of piecemeal, but about how they can enhance the overall kind of operation. It's limited now, but you might remember Ukraine turned to Starlink satellites from SpaceX to stay connected. This and other creative use of technology has a name, innovation power. Google Schmidt says that's the ability to invent, adopt, and adapt new technologies. Khan agrees and says artificial intelligence will be playing more of a key role. Things like natural language processing to um, translate and kind of tag uh, radio transmissions, for example, in real time. Or Palantir has a lot of technologies in using algorithms to kind of in- enhance uh, data visibility and the battlefield in real time. Many of AI's most transformative effects are still far off. Schmidt says eventually autonomous weaponized drones will replace soldiers and manned artillery. Countries around the world are watching Ukraine's use of technology and figuring out ways they, too, can adapt. I think it's very possible for states to have moments where they're doing that very well and moments where they're not doing it as well. And again, it varies for technology to technology. I've, I've written a little bit about in the past how the United States is trying to do this for artificial intelligence, but it's having some of those hiccups return in respect to the organizational and bureaucratic kind of hurdles needed to kind of leverage these technologies to its fullest capacity. When it comes to AI-based surveillance, many experts agree China is the leader. Khan says facial recognition and data collection are already happening and vary from country to country. She says AI-based data collection is going to be a big piece of the surveillance puzzle, though privacy concerns could affect a country's willingness to collect massive amounts of data. I think that's a little bit of a worry about where the U.S. might fall behind, but I always like to emphasize that ensuring that data is collected securely and safely and, again, and, and uses it in an efficient and responsible way is in the best interest of creating good systems, right? If you have a biased algorithm, 
create implemented in a biased system, it's not going to work as well. Some worry China and Russia could be able to collect data on individual Americans, like where they live, their shopping habits, and their DNA. Khan says the U.S. is thinking about all of this, and the term now being used when it comes to AI is responsible speed. About the need to recognize that you have to pay due attention to how to test, how to verify, how to make sure that, again, these systems are in line with ethics and responsibility, and make sure that the individuals know how to use them, that they're not prone to making mistakes or accidents as, and things can snowball or cause, you know, inadvertent escalation or conflict um, to make sure that they're not prone to things like automation bias, but to move with the necessary speed to make sure that they are capitalizing on these advances and not being left behind. Khan expects to see big shifts in the next two to three years, but what that looks like depends largely on the geopolitical situation rather than the technology situation. Ann Thompson, 91.7 WVXU.